0: At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today, I have the pleasure of having actor, singer, uh, songwriter, uh, Kendall Lake, she's going to join us for the next 15 minutes or so uh, If you'd like to join any conversation, feel free to go ahead and pose your question in the chat room Or you can call into the studios at 347-324-3460 We will take questions at the last 2 or 3 minutes of the show So, uh, without further ado, Kendall, welcome to the program
2: Thank you for having me
1: I know you're not a morning person, so thank you for bearing oh. with, uh, with <laughs> us real quick. And and I know you have a late night because you have your programs and gigs at night. But at the very beginning, our audience wants to know something about our guests. So, if you don't mind, just tell us about yourself and where you're from.
2: Okay. Well, my name's Kendall Lake. I'm from Burbank, California. Um, I'm a singer, like you said, songwriter, uh, co-starred on True Blood just an all-around badass. Did I lose you? No, I'm here now. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I've been singing my whole life and um, started taking it seriously as a career a couple of years ago, kind of made the... um what's it called, when you go from one thing to another, I can't really, transition, I made a transition from modeling into singing, um, and then within like six months of me really doing my, my singing, I went on tour in Morocco for like five months, uh, touring with a band, performing at the Sofitel, which was beyond amazing, and now I'm back home, uh, just recording for both me, um, writing for other artists. And I just joined a band, and we're trying to get on the Grand Prix tour um, next year. So, busy, busy, wow. busy.
1: Well, that's a good thing. You know, we, as you go through middle school and high school growing up, did you realize you would be where you are today?
2: Oh, not at all. Um, I was one of those people that got bullied a lot. You know, not oh. as bad as I'm. I'm hearing as it is now. But I didn't have a lot of friends. I was never asked out on, like, a date or even to a school dance. I was never. And I never went to any school dances. Um, But I was always in, like, cheer, uh, choir, uh, drama, and dance. Like, the choir in my school at John Burroughs in Burbank is actually what the show Glee is based off of. Like, our choir is, like, um, national champions. And they performed on, on Oprah. And stuff. So it's kind of like a really, really prestigious um, music program at our school.
1: Wow, that's a, that's amazing.
2: It,
1: you know, when you when you decide to graduate from from high school, did you go straight to uh, did you go to college, or what did you do right after high school?
2: No, <laughs> that's a That's an interesting question. Um, I'm not very. I don't ever hide what, what what happened. I didn't have the best childhood. I didn't have the best relationship with my mother. So when oh. I turned 18, um, I was kicked out of my house because my mom and I didn't get along. And some of my friends, I was literally sleeping out of my friend's cars when I was 18. And as a young girl, there's not very many options for you to do. I was still in high school I, um, when I left my parents' house. So I actually started dancing exotically. So
1: I did that right after high school. Wow. So during that transition, you mean, uh, you uh, uh, went to this particular job itself, and it was a paying job. And from then, uh, did it give you additional exposure, or how did you transition from that to modeling?
2: Well, I did that for a few years, but I – became very versed in the the pole. Like, I ended up doing pole competitions um, mm-hmm. because I didn't want to just, you know, because in that job it's very easy to um, go left, like, make it something dirty and something disgraceful. But I decided mm-hmm. to make it like an art form, you know, and not take off my clothes and just dance around the pole and and I became very, very good at that. So once I kind of was financially stable enough to, to, you know, I saved some money, got out, bought some property, and people were always like, "Oh, you're so pretty," and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know." So I went to makeup school to become a makeup artist, and then I was, mm-hmm. I would be on, on sets and shoots for like months and months and months, and all the time the photographers and the directors always wanted to get me in front of the camera. So I was like, okay, well, I did a shoot. Um, after the third shoot, I became a Maxim, like hometown hottie. Um, then I was approached to be in other magazines. I started getting tattooed. So I was in various tattoo magazines, everything from Urban Inc. to to Tattoo Magazine. And then I um, was asked to be on Manstairs on Spike TV. And then that got me onto... Um,
1: Life. Wow. So let's go back for for example, being an exotic dancer. Did that kind of uh, kind of you know some people are shy and if they're forced to be outgoing, does that bring another level out of your personality? Now you have to be outgoing. You have to talk to people. Taken from mm-hmm. a not necessarily it was a negative thing, but for example, taking that particular aspect, did that bring something more out of you to make you more out- outgoing?
2: Did it make me more and outgoing? Well, I wasn't, even though in 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 high school, I wasn't ever, uh, I wasn't an introvert, just naturally, I'm a natural performer and when I'm around a bunch of people, okay. I can come out, but me, myself, I'm very shy, so it's like, at work, dancing, it's it's a show basically everything from you're using a different name to the lights and stuff. So I just took it as a form of me becoming a character and it definitely brought out me needing to pretend to feel physically attracted. Cause I never felt that way in high school and that whole thing, like fake it till you make it. Eventually when you're faking something enough times, you start to believe it in some realm in your brain, you know? So I started mm-hmm. to feel like I not only am I like physically attractive but I my personality, I can talk to people very, very well. And that kinda of made me realize, because 'cause I'm in groundlings as well, so I do improv comedy. So I would like practice doing like random stand up and jokes, you know, at the clubs, which was funny.
1: Wow, so what's one of your most funny jokes that you, you would tell people? It's
2: it's funny because it's not funny. I would be like, um, "What do you get when you cross a brown chicken with a brown cow?" Wow. Tim. Uh, Tim. uh, No. Answer the
1: question. Hmm. Okay. Brown chicken and brown cow. Uh, Let's see. What will we get? Uh, A uh, chicken cow?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Close. Brown chicken. Brown cow. Oh, that's get cute. It? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cute, I know. would do stuff like
1: that. Yeah. Wow. This
2: is you know, terrible. It's, to, I
1: know. No, it's
2: really. <laughs> I, I really
1: get it. Thanks. I appreciate you sharing that with us. <laughs> You're so, well, so, but coming from that, you know, and you know, you got into modeling. You, uh, makeup helped you. It seemed like you had these steps that that kind of helped you propel you in your your career, and. Mm-hmm. One question is regarding tattoos I mean you have some tattoo you mm-hmm. tattoo your arm. Does that really hurt?
2: Oh boy, does it hurt? Anybody that tells you it doesn't hurt is a liar. It hurts tremendously.
1: Wow, so you had your whole arm and other parts tattooed. How long did it take?
2: Um, my arm took i believe it took like four sessions. Uh, a little over five hours. I'm actually getting it um, not redone, but touched up. But my artist is is amazing. He just did um, a piece on Chris Brown's chest. He's one of the best, in, in my opinion, that I've that I've met in the industry. Um, he is. I wanted to go get touched up because after a while, the color starts to fade, and when you go in to get the color, you know, redone. It hurts that much worse because it's already on skin that is very thin, you know. So he's doing mm-hmm. it over again, basically, because he was just was supposed to put color in it and he saw it and he's doing the whole thing over, which is great because you know it needs to be done, but it hurts ten times worse than it did the first time. So. Wow, because
1: it because it's more tender.
2: Yes, like it hurts okay. badly. <laughs>
1: well it kind of tells us in the in the background uh from tattoos and, and now you went to at this point uh to uh a couple of modeling magazines maximum a t l magazine urban link uh tattoo magazine kind of tell us about those experiences how you, how did you get those particular spreads
2: um, i'm a very in some ways it's it's not good but I think in most ways it's good. I'm like a, I go bother people like Google's been my best friend, I think, in my career because a lot of models will sometimes get lucky and they'll just be in the right place at the right time, I will Google what magazines I want to be in or kind Mm -hmm. of figure out what kind of career I want to have and then I would find out the editors for those magazines and I would just email them, you know, a little letter, a resume, and pictures, and that's how I got 90% of the jobs that I have.
1: Wow. So what do you say to them?
2: Well, they like, hi, my name's Kendall. Um, I'm an upcoming model. Obviously, you are got to make it sound like you're more important than you are. be like, I really respect or I really um, love your, your magazine or, you know, your TV show. I've even done it to various producers with my music, and just been like I'd love to work with you. Um, this is an example of either what I look like, you know, my pictures or what I sound like for music. Um, I look forward to hearing from you. So
1: Wow. And they responded.
2: Yeah, they did. I mean don't get me wrong. A lot of them didn't. But the people that did it worked out it. was worth well. it. Yeah. Wow,
1: so going going on those particular sets, they give you uh they uh, reach back out to you, what it's like the behind the scenes and walking into that particular uh, set. You know, we look at top model, we see they do all this work, how long it takes. Tell us that particular experience. You walk on the set, what do you do, how long does it take you to get your makeup and, and, and uh, what you're going to be wearing and how long it takes to do that whole set.
2: Hmm, when you walk in, you, you have to be there literally hours before anything starts to shoot. Like, In particular, I'm thinking of a music video that I did. Um, You walk in with the other models, if there are other models. um, You have to sit in the chair with the makeup artist, and that's a little, like, therapy session, basically, and you get to talk to the makeup artist and kind of tell them what you like to look like. But they have directions from the director of what they want you to look like, so it's kind of like a little tug and pull with that and then you wait for the set to get built up while either the producer or director will come and tell you what they're looking for, Um, then the wardrobe person will come by. Sometimes they'll tell you to bring some of your own pieces, mixed in with their pieces. Sometimes, like like on True Blood, I just walked in, and they have everything ready for me, but you literally go through hair and makeup, go to change for wardrobe, and you're just waiting to get called on set. And it's very weird because the time that they ask you to be there, it's... In my opinion, a lot, you know, it's a lot of waiting. And in the industry, a lot of people are like, it's, yeah, they literally call it hurry up and wait. Because people are like, okay, we need you to hurry up and get dressed. You can wait for an hour until you we need you to do anything else.
1: Wow. So they kind of compromise and kind of to get you a look the way you want and what the director's vision and they kind of as a compromise in between the two.
2: Most of the time, I mean, sometimes I will request to do my own makeup because, you know, I'm a makeup artist and nobody knows my face like I do. And being of African-American descent a lot, you know, of makeup artists, um, they don't know how to do African-American makeup like they know how to do, you know, another ethnicity because there's more of the other ethnicities like Caucasian than there are of me. So it's like I have always felt like no one's really done it the way that I wanted it done. So I'll request to do it myself. Um, even when I did True Blood, mind you, they told me that they were going to do it. But I just came in with it on because it's like if they, they want to do it, I'll just take it off. But if it's done, it's done. And when I went through makeup, they're like, no, you look great. You know, they like touched up a little bit, but it was fine. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh, Let's take a probably five-second break real quick, and we'll be back in a moment. You'll listen to The Core Business Show.
0: You're listening to The Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group.
1: We're back with uh, Kendall Lake, and we're going to talk about True Blood. Tell us about how did you get on True Blood?
2: Um, how did I get on True Blood? Um, one of my good friends works on True Blood. I had worked with HBO doing some work on, um, uh, another show. So they kind of knew of me and they needed a pole dancer. So I just got a call being asked if I would want to be the the, the vampire dancer in Franctasia.
1: Wow. So when you went on the set and you, uh, I mean, I've seen a couple of ep- episodes of True Blood, kind of graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it, it has a lot of dimensions to it. I mean, sexually, yeah. it has blood and gore, it has violence, it has all these things. What is it like to walk on this particular set and of course, you can see all the things that's happening, and I'm sure mm-hmm. they had to go back and edit. What is it like to see it on the finished product before you actually walk onto the set and see all the behind-the-scenes things?
2: What's it like to see the finished product, or what's it like to see things yeah. behind
1: the scenes? Well, what is it like when you walk on the set and you see all of the, uh, the costumes, you see all the you no, know, the half sets. You might have half a room. That's built to make it mm-hmm. look like an entire house um mm-hmm. kind of- de- describe the background of all of that when, we, when you walk onto the set what it's like,
2: and you know I would definitely say it's surreal um because I haven't been on a lot of huge sets like that, and you know it's it's the scenes that i filmed where vintage is is actually filmed in a lot, so it's not on location and uh walking into everything and see you know sarsgaard walking by or um and pack it's like me personally i was i wanted to be like hey guys because we're all like shooting but obviously they don't know who i am nor do they care so i'm just like trying not to make eye contact but then when i get got into fantasia as they're setting it up it was so beautiful and obviously everything's smaller in person i'm only five foot so to me it was like perfect size but like compared mm-hmm. to especially how tall alex starkard is it's like holy crap every he is he is a big dude but like walking in there you automatically as soon as you walk into into the the set of um fantasia i felt like i was in Blood. Like, I felt like I walked into a scene of True Blood, you know, seeing the lights and, and seeing all the, the bottles of True Blood at the bar, and, you know, I had to test out the pole to make sure it was dirty enough for me to do my tricks on and stuff, but it was really, really cool and surreal.
1: Wow, and dealing with the the, the normal characters on the show, they're easy to work with and um, they're really approachable
2: or... I mean, as far as approachable, I didn't approach them, so I didn't feel like they were approachable. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that they they gave off any. There's nothing. I have nothing negative to say. Like they all seem really cool, and when I have seen them and met them at um, various uh, HBO parties or the premiere and stuff, they're all really really nice. They're huge stars, so it's like. and there's a lot of there's there are a lot of extras walking around as well. So who knows who who is um, bothering them? But the people that I worked with, um, like Deborah, who plays um, Jessica, she is one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life, wow. and we bonded, you know, a lot while we were while we were uh, filming. So she's really really sweet.
1: Wow. Anyone uh, We have uh, four more questions real quick uh, One is The uh, uh, Playboy Mansion What is it like to actually <laughs>
2: I'm not,
1: Go to the Playboy Mansion And meet you?
2: Um, you is so Cute and adorable And he doesn't even seem like He would have as many girlfriends as he has But he's <laughs> I, It's well. Wow. Um but it's really great and it's like it's way more normal than people would think. Like when I would go there, um I would go there in the daytime sometimes. Um when I was like eighteen I dated a tennis player and we would go there on Sundays, because um, I was pretty in with the crowd. Um, we'd go there on Sundays and he would teach um Hugh's brother and various uh, males on the on the property tennis lessons. And all the girls were really nice and you know, and really sweet and cool and whenever I would go to the parties I would never, you know, be walking around with no clothes on, but it was definitely like a theme. But they did it like it 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 wasn't as sexualized as people think it is, mind mm-hmm. you, there are parts where people are doing some stuff, and that's interesting. But it just seems like a big old party. So, and obviously, I'm a straight woman. So me seeing a girl walking around where her boobs are very prominent isn't doing anything for me. So mm-hmm. I've never understood why guys are like, oh my God, play the mansion parties. So I think it's one of those things, like, when if you go there one time, you'll be like, okay, I don't want to do this again. Or maybe you're going to be addicted and go all the time. But they're really fun. The food's really good.
1: Wow. And with, who did you look up to and who do you look up to now that uh, you kind of uh, marvel uh, to be like them in, in the future and to create your own brand? You're doing a great job as creating yourself now anyone that stands out?
2: Um, when I was growing up, my mother, I was I lived in um a really sheltered life. Like I like I said, never went to dances, and I never I didn't kiss a boy until like eighteen, nineteen. Um, I grew up watching old movies, so I watched a lot of Betty Davis movies, um, Audrey Hepburn, um, Katharine Hepburn. Um so I love I love musicals. So I grew up really wanting to be like the Barbra Streisands and the Bette Middler's and I'm actually mm-hmm. of Jewish descent, like my mother's Ethiopian Jew, my father's a German Jew. So I wanted to be just like them. Um and still to this day I I aspire to be like them and share. I I want to bring back the old kind of variety shows. Um, where it's singing infused with with comedy and skits and stuff so even though my genre of music that I sing myself is uh, rock mixed with like electro or dubstep I really want to have my career be more of like you know like a show tunes kind of person like it's Mm -hmm. funny but they sing really well too
1: wow what Where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years?
2: Five to ten years. I'm, I'm just trying to remember how old I am. For this. <laughs> um, I want family. I see myself with, like, two kids. Um, it's weird because I've never, because I, I didn't go to college and I never had, like, that quote-unquote real job. I've never really had to answer this question seriously. but. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is I just want to be happy. I want to be able to take care of, you know, my family with doing what I love, and that's music. Um, so I've never wanted to be like a Madonna or a Beyonce, you know, like the, on such a huge scale and platform. I respect, you know, people like um, Tool, the Deftones, uh, Damien Rice people who are like I'm sure they sell out venues but they're not in tabloids mm-hmm. you don't hear about them on e-news and stuff like that and their fans well respect them so their fans will be with them to the day that they die so that's, that's what I say I want to see myself with a kid or two with a loving husband um, making a good living just doing the music that I want to
1: do okay And what about an advice that you have for a person who looking going to this particular industry?
2: I tell everyone just to embrace who who they are because in this industry, they're going to try to their way of making money off of you is figuring out who you are, you know, and telling you who you should be, you know, and that's it. It sucks because you do have to, you know, play nice to kind of get through the door but once you're in the door there's so many people that are pretending to be somebody else to make that buck. like if you're doing what you want to do and and you're nice and you're respectful but you're still like firm in your decisions and you're passionate about it I think everybody's going to be successful doing what they want to do like wholeheartedly and just like a lot of people don't realize like if you reach out to you know producers or um I've gotten email from from producers of huge shows um just to send in um a recorded me re- me recording reading their their sides mind you I have no I don't have an agent I don't have a manager I never have been everything by myself so for me to get a huge audition like that just by emailing somebody like I think there's something to be said, but don't get crazy. I feel like once I say that, somebody might be like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna fucking email everybody in the industry every day." No, like be respectful about it. But if people don't know who you are. How is how are you gonna get through the door? You know what I mean? hmm
1: Any uh, tips that you you normally that works for you, you? Email them. Go to websites. Go to Google to get the information. Or okay. are there any other other places that you can go to try to get the information?
2: Um, no, you just look up, um, there's, like, talent agents and, and, you know, various things like that and, uh, to go to and there's sites like, um, Model Mayhem for, for the females trying to get into that. It's basically like a Facebook for models. Um, you sign up and you put your pictures up there and there's constant castings and stuff so that you can submit yourself to and a lot of, um... Editors for magazines are actually on Model Mayhem. Um, a lot of, like, uh, like Inked Magazine is on Model Mayhem. Um, I know but there's so many, a lot of people are on Model Mayhem that people can, can find to reach out to. And as far as music, I got booked for the, my tour in Morocco because I was on a website called Band Mix, mm. and that is a Facebook for people in bands looking for like minded people and looking to book people and stuff like that. Like people need to just do their research, you know? So yeah.
1: Okay. Perfect. Well, what's your Facebook uh fan page? Where everybody can go in and and click you and Twitter if you have it.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have Twitter and Facebook. Um my Facebook is Kendall Lake. It's K E N D A L L. And then another L A K E. My Twitter is Kendall Lake, but this Q L, so it's K E N D A L L A K E.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you for joining the program. Thank you, Kendall. I really appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> okay. Have a great day. <laughs> Take care.
0: Yeah, you too. Bye.
1: Bye. Again, this has been another production of Local Business Show. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.